Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go. Well, hello and welcome to Simply Write with Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about the writer's craft and crafting a writer's life. And you know how we start every show. It's time for The Daily. You know, when we interview other authors on the show, I, lo- I always like to open with the segment because what I have learned over the years is that everybody works differently. But those who are publishing regularly, uh, making income from the writing profession, even if they have other jobs or side hustles, if they're earning money from publication, it's because they have a process in place that they rely on, that they follow from day to day to get the work done, whether that's the writing work, the marketing work for the writing, or the administrative stuff you need to do just to keep a writing business going or any business going. And my daily process is changing a little bit. So today I think it's really interesting. I wanted to jump right into this and that you know what's going on and, and then we'll talk about it a little bit the rest of the show. I was feeling really flat. I was feeling unmotivated. Now, there's a difference between being unmotivated and not doing the work. I was doing the work, right? This is a job for me. I have people relying on me, including my family who needs my income. I have editors and clients who need my writing and they're paying me to deliver a job. So even when I'm not feeling particularly motivated, I'm in the office doing the work. But I wanted to feel better and also create some time to work on this novel more than I was getting to it. I I feel like things are moving in the right direction with that and I needed to rededicate myself to that process. So recently I have changed my morning routine around here and so today the dailies look different. I'm getting up at six o'clock I'm doing a 20 minute to half hour workout most days. And by most days, I mean one week, it's five days a week. The following week, it's four days a week. So I'm getting plenty of time off too. I don't want to do anything that's going to burn me out because my nature is to go all in and fizzle within a couple of weeks, right? And after that workout, I'm doing my morning pages. Then I'm getting my daughter up and having breakfast with her. And when she goes to school... Uh, 
uh, I'm returning to some administrative stuff, finishing the morning pages, whatever it is I'm doing next. But I'm getting into the office at 8 o'clock with only three things in mind. And here's where the real change has impacted me. The first thing is the novel or the writing work I want to get out for that day. So I'm working on a novel. I'm working on a personal essay. Those get my attention first for about an hour. About the time I need to get up to get another cup of coffee or take the dog out, I'm moving on to the next step. And that is one piece of development work. I feel like I've been really behind the game this year. I'm doing work as it comes, but not spending the kind of time and attention I want in development and not just hustling for new business and new article markets, but hustling toward the kinds of things I want to do more of. And what does that look like? That means I'm doing more teaching this year. In fact, if you want to get on in on um, some special private classes, uh, join our Simply Write community, simplywrite.substack.com, and you can find more about those as they come. Right now I'm doing a private class that's not open, but I'm going to host some for the Simply Write community. So become a subscriber there at simplywrite.substack.com. You can find out more about those, but I'm also highlighting the classes from other people and other teachers that I know are good. So if you want to keep up and, and keep up with your continuing education, that's a good place to go. I'm looking at other things to develop. I'm, I'm developing a new book concept, nonfiction. So I might use my development hour during the day to work on that. This is a time for projects that I'm excited about to move them forward. And the third part of my day is deadline. Those three things have to happen every day and I have a set task for them. So before I sign off the night before, I'm going to know exactly what chapter I'm on on the novel. I'm going to know exactly where I'm going to put my development efforts for that next day. And I'm going to know exactly what needs to get out that day, whether it's a newsletter or a magazine assignment or a client letter, whatever it is. Those three things are going to happen when I go into the office at eight o'clock in the morning. And I've been loading my to-do list up so big that I felt overwhelmed. Now, you've heard me talk about before about the importance of three essentials but and, and not putting the other things on the list. But I wasn't getting specific enough and I was feeling burned out and kind of overwhelmed by the sheer number of jobs to do in the writing business. There are so many wings of this profession that... I wasn't giving my attention to the things I felt like I needed to be giving attention to because I was frazzled and fragmented and flying all over the place. So I'm trying to focus on these three things each day. And once they're done, then I can fly all over the place or I can go back to the chapter or I can uh, pick up the next thing I want to look forward to. So I have things waiting in the wings, but these three things have to be done. When they're done, I can be done with my work day if I want. Uh, so far, I haven't, you know, they're, they're pretty labor intensive, so they take much of my day. But I feel good knowing that I'm hitting the deadlines and I'm still making progress on the novel. And I'm also growing my business. Those things feel good to me. And that's how I've started today. Today, I started the day working on chapter 20, Revise. I worked on a personal essay that I'm developing. I did another draft of that. 
did a couple of podcast interviews, which I think you're going to love with a cozy mystery writer. And also I talked with an author who just had a book come out. She's taken us through the process from start to finish, what it's like to see a book from idea to evolution. And those will be coming in the weeks to come. And then my deadline work is working on my Simply Write newsletter this week, which comes out Thursday. And those are the dailies. This evolution of my process, now my process changes from time to time as my life changes, right? I had a, a set writing process when I lived on my own and then I got married and then I had a kid. It changed again, different hours, different times. As you've heard me say a billion times before, I think having a process is important. You need to prime yourself, your body to write and produce, even on the days when you don't feel like it. And a process helps with that. When I come into my desk, I know it's writing time. Whether I feel like it or not, I'm going to sit down and create something. Some days are easier than others. Some days the writing is better than others. But I'm creating the work when I come in to the office. But I felt like I needed a reboot. Occasionally, very occasionally, and I think now it's going to be an annual thing, I hope. I need a break just to think about the work I want to do and then to focus only on that work. Now, in a corporate center, you might call this a retreat, right? Where you go away with your coworkers and you talk about the plans ahead, the development work you want to do, the new products, and you think writers need that too, for sure. And I think too often we see this as a luxury. Now, I just came back from a solo writing retreat. I'm a big solo writing retreat person. I want to be on my own schedule. I want to eat when I want to eat. I don't want to talk to people if I'm not in the mood. I've been on both kinds and both are, are pretty fun and, and pretty useful. But I went two days away to the beach and I got up at seven and made my coffee and looked over my notes for the day. And then I sat down and I worked on the novel for about six hours. I took breaks in between to walk, to eat, to just stretch. And then I went back to it. And I pride myself for this long before I went. I had a plan in place. So I knew how I wanted to use my time. And I held myself to it. I didn't have my phone on. I didn't have the TV on. I had no disruptions. And I came alive. Not initially, right? When you sit down to work like that, sometimes you're in this beautiful environment. I was staring at the ocean and, and I was without my family and I was all, I felt a little at loose ends. Like, oh my God, nobody's interrupting me or nobody's needing something from me. And it took me about, I'd say the first day, about a half hour, 40 minutes to settle into that. But the great thing about a writer's retreat is then you have hours to go. Right? I could spend that half hour kind of messing with my energy and frittering. Now, I was still at the desk. I was writing notes. I was having starts and stops on the work. And then I just fell into the work. And it felt so good to focus and push through uh, at a faster rate, a more focused rate than, than these chapters that I've that I had. When we can give our attention to one thing and be quiet and go deep into that thing. Cal Newport, the author, wrote a book out of called Deep Work. People have been doing this uh, 
since the beginning of time, the great author Maya Angelou used to check herself into a hotel. And, and she called it like a dingy hotel. She'd check herself in so there were no distractions. There was nothing she needed to do, no place she needed to go or no people to talk to. And she would finish her work that way. And I think this is essential. What I learned during that time is I needed a reboot. I was feeling pulled in all directions during my day. So I wasn't doing focused work in any one thing and I was feeling restless and frustrated. So during that time, that's where I came up with this new plan. Okay, the three essentials I talk about every day, but I wanted to get even more specific about that so I could touch the main bases in my working life and make sure that at the end of that, they were in motion so I could relax a little when I finally walked off the office. Because what was happening is I wasn't getting things done and then I'd walk out of here and my family came home and have dinner and I'd be restless and anxious and I'm just done feeling that way. So this was a process reboot for me. Take a look at your own life. Where are you at in your writing practice? Does it need to change? Do you know what it is? Do you know what works for you? The hours, the tools, the times that you need to write. And when you can carve out the time to focus on the work at hand. I think it's important to recognize that I can't go away to the beach every time I need a writing reboot or every time I need to focus on a project. But what I think is essential is that we build this time. And you heard me talk a few episodes ago about the time we need to spend thinking about the work. For me, that means sitting with a notebook and really thinking about the problems, the challenges in the work. And by problems, I mean what has to happen in writing A to make it work in writing B, the research holes I have, who else I need to talk to for the research, for the story, the structural issues I'm having. That is the deep work, right? The thinking. And then I also need time to implement those things. And so for me, a writer's retreat can happen anywhere, but I must schedule the time. So here's what that looks like. And here's why I think it's important that you do this too. We need a couple days a month, hopefully one day a week, if you can carve it out, to Schedule time for deep work, which is a set number of hours you determine where you won't be interrupted and you won't do anything else but this deep work on this work you want to focus on. And that might be part of the thinking process. That might be part of the development and writing process. The deep work time is spent on things that are not administrative. They're not filled with little dis disruptions and distractions. And what do I mean by that? Well, when I'm taking care of the administrative work, I am shooting off a bunch of emails, sending out invoices, looking for marketing opportunities uh, on social media, promoting my stuff, promoting other authors, writing pieces of my newsletter in, in sections. And each time I switch to a different task, that's disruptive, right? Deep work is not about that. Deep work requires the effort and the discipline to focus without distraction on an aspect that is demanding, a demanding aspect of the task. Now, administration requires a lot of my attention, but it's not demanding. But writing a chapter, that's demand, demanding for me. Concepting a new nonfiction book, 
that's demanding for me. And that is the type of stuff I do during my deep work retreats. I like to think of them as retreats. Like I said, going to the beach for a couple of days by myself. Are you kidding me? That was awesome. And I got so much work done and I felt so rejuvenated and so clear on the next stage of the process when I came back from that. But that's not the reality for most of us. And it certainly isn't my reality all the time. So how can we create those pockets of time to create that retreat state where we can go into that? find our focus and really move the deep work, the, the project we're focused on, the, the really demanding stuff forward in just a few hours. It feels so satisfying to do that. And also when we have this set time, these hours where we won't be distracted, we have more opportunity to move into flow state. Now I just got off the uh, out of the studio with Laura Heffernan, the cozy author who's going to be with us in a couple of weeks. And she was telling me that she does administrative stuff. She parents her, her child feeds breakfast or kid gets him off to school, um, works at another job in the morning. But in the afternoon, this is what, when she does the hard writing work for her. This is when she has four uninterrupted hours where she can work on her books. So First of all, we have to believe that this stuff matters, you know, to get into this mindset where we can develop this work and set aside this time, we have to make it a priority. We have to create the space and the time and the habits. Um, rituals can help do that, but the habits to get into this practice and to have this kind of discipline to say, hey, this is important to my work. This is important to my growth as a writer. And this is how I'm going to set it up. Then set up your time, set up your place, and set up your days of the week. How many hours are you going to have? How often are you going to do this? And where are you going to do the work? Make sure it's a place and a time with no distractions. Maybe for you, that's a cafe. That is not for me because all I do is try to eavesdrop on conversations and watch people. For me, I need to be at my desk on the big computer and by myself because when I'm in the house with other people which is often because my husband works here too I can still get there but I'm constantly interrupted somebody's yelling or looking for the ketchup which has always been in the refrigerator but nobody can seem to find when I'm around and those kind of things so my deep work times the times when I take on the hardest material and set aside the longest hours uninterrupted are when nobody's here. Um, that's usually a Thursday or Friday when nobody's here. My daughter's at school and my husband's at his office at his workplace. And that's when I reserve. And I set aside a minimum of four hours. Usually it's first thing in the morning. Um, and it's almost always on a book length project that I'm working on. Although now I'm working on an essay, which is pretty intense. So I will spend some time on that. It's only one project a time, however. When I went to the beach for my writer's retreat, I just worked on the novel. This week, I'm going to have four hours on Friday and I will work on one project. This is uninterrupted time. I'm not gonna distract myself by skipping around from thing to thing, right? So keep that in mind. Understand that this is important to not only your health 
as a person to create meaningful work, but it's important to move your writing project forward and to feel satisfied at the end of it. Like you really gave your chance, yourself a chance here with great effort and great discipline to get in that flow state where the writing begins to hum and it just feels good. I'm going to give you some other ideas about how to create this at home writer's retreat or wherever you decide to make it and why we need to. Right now, we're going to take a short break on Simply Write with Polly, part of the Creators Network of Electrocast. And when we get back, I'm going to help you think about creating your own writer's retreat right at home when we come back on Simply Write with Polly. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And we are back. You're listening to Simply Write with Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about the writing craft and crafting a writer's life. And today we're talking about the importance of deep work, but really we don't need a fancy name for it. It comes down to creating the space, the time, and the habits we need to have to have uninterrupted work time. This isn't always about doing. Often this is about being and thinking for me. It's about thinking through an idea from start to finish and understanding the merits of that. I might pull out my, my notebook. Well, of course I pull out my notebook because I always have my notebook out, but I'll pull out my notebook and I'll start jotting notes and following my mind where it goes and thinking, is this project I could take on? Is this a book idea? Is this something that would work into? And starting to live with this. This is also where I'm doing the heavy revise of my novel. This is also where I'm doing a new, to me, writing form. I'm really developing a personal essay and how is that going to work with structure? And during my writer's retreat, these uninterrupted hours, I will sit there and and write through, kind of flesh out the themes of that essay and uh, the anecdotes and the things I want to bring into play. So this time can be used for whatever part of the cognitively demanding part of writing you want to do. Don't use this time for the administrative tasks or for researching online. Anything where you're bringing in outside disruption or distraction, that gets in the way of this. I want you to create a space, create a time zone for yourself where it's you and your thoughts and the writing so that you can fall into this place of flow because that feels so good when we get there. And that's also where we can get a lot of work done. 
okay, I know this is an easy place for the self-doubt to come in, for the excuses to show up. I don't have time to do that. I don't have money. To, I'm not even a so-called real writer. How can I tell my family I need four hours away or a day away or whatever it is? I get it. But listen, this is where the real work starts, right? Where you get to know your own mind a little bit, deal with the structure and the scaffolding of that book, map out your development work so that you can expand your writing business. Even if you have a side hustle or you're working in another full-time job, I get it. I've done those things too. And it still is essential that you carve out some time for the thinking and the writing work where it's uninterrupted, where you're not doing the administrative stuff, you're not paying the bills, you're not bopping out to feed the kid breakfast. It's you and your notebook or your computer and your ideas. That's your assignment for this week. I want you to create a writing retreat for yourself. Pick a location in your house, in the corner of the closet, at a cabin in the mountains. I don't care where you go. Pick a location. Know what tools you need. Are you going to need a pen and a notebook? Do you need a laptop or a computer? And set the time. Keep it to a minimum of two hours. The best is a half day or a full day for deep work with breaks for walks maybe or some good food in between. But no outside disruptions. You're not going to be on the phone. You're not going to be socializing on social media. You're not going to be doing those things. This is for you and your work. It's a gift to yourself and it's a gift to your writing career. This is where the thinking and development comes from for the next big idea. This is where you solve the structural problems in the book you're already working. This is where you find a way to re-engage and re-motivate with your materials and allow your imagination to flow. That can't always happen effectively on demand. This is the time where if you sit there for an hour and your characters aren't doing anything, that's okay because you have another hour. And this is what you're giving to you in the work. Figure out a time, the place, and the duration and make a commitment to do this kind of retreat, this kind of deep work for yourself this month, at least one time. I promise you this will pay dividends, and then perhaps you'll find a way to uh, initiate shorter bouts of this kind of deep work into your weekly schedule. This is your assignment, give it a go. And as you're thinking about how to set up your own writer's retreat and the time and attention you're going to give to your work during those uninterrupted hours, keep in mind some rituals or habits, if you'd rather think about them that way. Rituals are strong when they are repetitive, when there's at least three in a series of things you can do, and when they require you to pause and um, act with reverence, okay? And when we know when we do, the science tells us that when we invoke a ritual, our experience is more powerful and more satisfying. So research has even shown that the act of making a wish before blowing out the birthday candles and then blowing out the candles, making a wish, blowing out the candles, and then cutting the cake makes the birthday cake taste better to those who made the wish. 
So this is the importance of rituals. I use them all the time in writing. And when you are going to go on your writer's retreat or set this up, rituals can really be effective for making the day feel different, for getting out of the regular writing routine, the regular daily work routine, and making this retreat feel different for you, which can help us be more effective. So pick three things to prime this time of focused work and attention for you. Maybe you want to read an inspiring book, a chapter before you get to work and then write in your journal and then maybe pour yourself a cup of coffee. I have a friend who writes nonfiction and she also writes fiction. When she writes fiction, she wears a different cap. She wears a baseball cap. That's her fiction cap. That's a time where her brain is turned on to write fiction. I go to the same place every day. I think having the same place to write is an important part of uh, conveying to your body that, okay, time to get down to work. So my ritual um, before my writing days, but particularly on deep work days, is I do my morning pages, which I do every day, and then I will read something from a writing book or I will listen to a podcast that's from a writer that I admire talking about the work and that fires me up. Then I will come into the same desk and I will just uh, say a little prayer or an affirmation or just put my head down and ground myself with my hands on top of my desk. And that signals to me that I am giving myself to this particular work today, whatever that is, the book work. This is when I work on my long form stuff, right? And it's a sign that I, uh, it's a privilege that I can do this work, that I can be a writer. And it's a privilege that I get to dedicate myself to an idea in these few hours. And so whether I'm away from the house, which, you know, happens every couple of years, or I'm doing my deep focus work in my home, I signify that it's a different part of my routine. I'm going all in on this one focused thing. And that helps me feel excited. That primes my brain. We know that when we use ritual to prime our brains to work, it helps us be more creative. We can prime our brain for creativity and it makes the work uh, feel more alive, engaging. It helps us see possibilities when before we couldn't. So create the environment and the structure to help yourself be successful and then create the rituals to get you fired up to do this work, to fall into the state of flow and do the work that you've decided is important to you and this project. And I think you'll have a good time. I love the sessions when I can have my own writer's retreat, no matter where I am, and really fall into the work. And one more thing I want to say about this writer's retreat you're creating for yourself. Um, maybe you could even have a retreat with a friend, right? We could we could do a virtual retreat where we don't talk to each other, but when we take breaks, we come online. That's another possibility too. Get creative with this. Carve out the time and do it. And at the end, when you've put in your hours, have a reward. Buy yourself a new pen. Or maybe you want a cocktail or a candy bar. Maybe you'll go for a walk or watch a, watch a show. Do something to mark the start and the end of these sessions and allow yourself to celebrate the effort because we know that books and writing come from consistent effort over time. And creating this retreat 
level of focus to get the work done is consistent effort over time. And I think it'll help you move your projects forward. So celebrate the times you get to do this kind of deep work, the times you take a retreat and have fun with it. That brings us to what's in the desk. And today my what's in the desk is the Writer's Digest magazine. Now, I got this magazine when I was a baby writer before I'd published anything at all. It says it's been running since 1920. And yes, that's about when I started. Not really. That's what my daughter thinks I started. But but yes, it's called Writer's Digest. Writers Helping Writers Since 1920. Listen, it's an established magazine. They have writer interviews. They have ideas about up-leveling your work. They have various columns about different forms of writing, fiction, uh, nonfiction, children's markets, so forth. And when I went away, this was my inspiring thing, right? So before I started work, you know, I told you I do my morning pages and then I read or listen to some something writerly that inspires me to do the work. And I took a copy of this magazine with me and um, I read an interview that just got me fired up. And it was uh, it was an interview about Michael Cunningham and reading about the process and the thoughts from another writer always get me inspired and always make me feel so grateful that I can spend any time at this at all. So Writer's Digest, it's what's in the desk. All right, writers, it's time to get to work and start setting your plans up to create your own writer's retreat, your own time of deep work. I think it's fun to think about, right? So much of this job is about persistence, about moving forward and moving on and keeping ourselves excited about the work at hand. Um, This is a way to do it, I think. And if you want to hear more about deep work and more about the ups and downs of the writing life and publishing career, you can join our Simply Write community at simplywrite.substack.com. I have author links, updates about classes um, that I will be offering, but other authors are offering too, and ways to really connect and link up. Having a writing community is an important way to stay inspired and to learn about the work at hand. So join us there at simplywrite.substack.com. Now it's time to get to work. And as you get ready, laying out your plans and getting the work done, remember this week the words of Salman Rushdie. He says, books choose their authors. The act of creation is not entirely a rational and conscious one. Now sit down and simply write. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired. New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform or listen to it here on Society 13 on Electrocast. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. 